Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. I'm I'm Alex. I'm Alex. I'm Alex. I go by Cross in the gaming community. With me as always is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And J Dimes. What's going on? All right, welcome to another episode, friends. We got a lot of gaming news to talk about. Today is June twenty second, twenty twenty. This is episode seventy seven. Uh, Mixer is a short-lived streaming service. EA tries to win us over again. And speaking of again, Cyberpunk Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven gets another delay. And we're going to be ta uh, taking pictures of Pokemon. This and gaming gets lost in the fog on this episode of Joystick and Mouse, gentlemen. What's new with you? How's everything going? You guys feeling good? Gone. Whoa, yeah, that was going. loud. Sorry. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Just feeling all right? Yeah. Not a lot going on here, guys. It's like it's like a weird sort of raining a lot. We're going to be talking a little bit about a, a very special game that came out that we already alluded to that we would be talking about last episode, and that is The Last of Us 2. All I have to say before we kind of talk about that game and review a little bit later um the lights went out here in centerville virginia which uh diddy and i both dealt with last night and um i'll tell you what friends if you are to play a scary game something like the last of us 2 i highly recommend you have a backup generator in case your power goes out because ah. if the power goes out in the middle of that game um, I, I, pro, I, you know, I, I basically shit myself when everything just turned off. So, um, a little preamble to what we're going to talk about around The Last of Us 2. So that's, uh, that's been fun. Uh, and J-Dimes has been playing The Last of Us 1, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, what else is going on in the in the the gaming space or, or our lives before we jump into the in, into the news? You guys playing any fun games? Like I've been playing The Last of Us too. What are you guys doing? Uh, I've been playing The Last of. I just started The Last of Us too. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit about that later. About an hour and a half in, something yeah. like that. Yeah, we're um, we're still crushing it with Filthy Casuals, our our World of Warcraft yes. rating team. Um, that's that's really fun. And uh, I've been I've been going on these uh, friendship what's called friendship dragon runs. Oh, okay. To get my ahead of the curve achievement so that I can get the mount. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a ahead of the curve is yeah. That's a challenge, man. I think we'll get there yep. with filthy casuals, but that's what I'm that's what I'm banking on. I ended up uh, race changing my death knight to a zandalari troll because troll? yeah <laughs> that way bobby and i match it's gonna be adorable we're both tanks and we're both gonna be zandalari trolls it's gonna be adorable um by the way gentlemen happy uh happy father's day yesterday was father's day thank you cheers thank you. same to you all yeah what'd you guys do on father's yeah, day anything fun so willie and i went on an anita's run first thing in the morning uh well i guess not first thing maybe around 11 ish um, got some breakfast burritos and some some quesadillas and some chicken wings. They actually have pretty good wings. I've never and, had uh, their wings. Wings are pretty good. They come with rice. Ooh, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, and then came back home, had spaghetti for dinner. 
Okay. This is my favorite. Oh, that's your favorite food ever? Spaghetti? That's your favorite? Yeah, yeah I oh. love spaghetti. Homemade spaghetti? Yeah. Well, I like spaghetti, too. I mean, like, but this is coming from the guy who, like, I, I'm learning everything about grilling from. I'm surprised that spaghetti, something you can't grill, is yeah. your favorite food. Uh, What's up with that? When I was a kid, my mom used to make spaghetti once a week, and spaghetti night was always great. That sounds delicious. We ended up, uh, we ended up doing. Did you get for lunch? Yeah, we ended up. Uh, let me think. Spent basically the whole day just out and about seeing family. Um, went over to my in-laws' house, spent some time with my uh, with my father-in-law, and then um, ended up going down to my parents' place where my sister and my brother-in-law. And their kids were there. My grandparents were there. That was really nice. So we all just had dinner. We had some sloppy yeah. joes. It was really nice. Yeah, sloppy joes yeah. are nice. Oh, we were talking about that today. We haven't had sloppy joes in a long time. Oh, they're good, dude. They're good. My mom has yeah, this recipe so for uh, the slow cooker that's like really, really good. Um, so super Go get easy you that to can of manwich. Manwich, yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that either. No. Nope. This is a little <laughs> bit fancier than that, but nothing yep. wrong with that. I'll tell you what. I'm not. I'm not opposed to the canned meat thing. Like I'm all about spam. I could do spam. You guys oh, eat spam? spam? You know. So when <laughs> when shit, you know, started hitting the fan, um, one of the things we bought because it was on the shelf when we went to Food Line was we bought a few cans of spam. Nothing wrong with it. There's I'm going to try. Like we have a we got a rice cooker, and I've seen this thing. The guy makes like sticky rice with spam tomatoes and green onions yes. all in the rice cooker yes crack it crack a, a soft yes egg on it i'm gonna do it so um even if you were to just make a a fried spam sandwich yeah you slice it and fry it yeah That's you, the... you slice it yeah and you just like throw it over the the pan you put a little bit of you know non-stick down there. yeah, yeah it's great yeah. dude it's great to make you a spam burger Dude, my mouth is watering right now as we're talking about it. Yeah, you can make a, a spam burger. Um, God, it's so good. And, and when we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon, that was like a, you know, they, that's a big thing there. Yeah, because um, they ain't got any cows. No, it's great, dude. Laying <laughs> <laughs> locked out there. It's great. It's great. I've often wondered, like, do they get? I want. I guess. I guess they probably ship ship beef into the. To the commissary out there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely had the yeah. ability to eat beef while I was there. Yeah, because my buddy that's in Germany, his th that's the only place he can get beef, essentially, is they have to go on post oh. at, the, at the grocers. Because, like, if you go to, like, the butchers and stuff in town, they don't really do a lot of beef. It's There's just no really way. pork and chicken. Well, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, uh. and I'm trying to think. We went to a farm. And there were horses and stuff running around. I feel like they actually, this was something you weren't allowed to do, but they brought like, they brought cows to the island when we, when people were like first inhabiting it and, and nobody knew the, the environmental ramifications of bringing new animals to some island that like it is, it's a bad idea today. Obviously we all know that, but I just yeah, wonder if, have uh, like a, do they have a ton of grass? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, oh, there were big open fields. You think about all those movies that they shoot there. It's just big, wide open fields at these ranches where they I shoot. I feel these like movies. I never see like grass though. I see palm trees. 
I see sand, but I'm yeah, lots like, of grass. Ah. Lots of grass. Yeah, I don't, they yeah. show on TV. They they have grazing fields. Yeah. Okay. Farming and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I'm also going to say it here because I need to be accountable. Um, I am getting back into, you know, I've been working out on and off, but like, I'm, I'm like going to hit it hard. I got, I ended up getting all these, um, old weights that my father-in-law had. I was about to go and order a bunch of weights. And then my father-in-law was like, you know what? Took me downstairs and you know, he's a big weightlifter and he ended up giving me, I've got all these weights now. So like I did my first, uh, I kind of got back into the swing of doing more, weightlifting and and doing some other things today uh felt really good so trying to stay stay with it staying with it trying to be healthy i can't even get the motivation to go get on the treadmill come on over uh, you can do the peloton and then i'll i'll do a strength you have a peloton dog you should get a peloton dude they're great you would you would love it it's so great we can do that um it's just an app you can you can get the the iFit app that goes with the Nordic track or not the Nordic. Yeah. The Nordic track. Oh, um, okay. Elliptical. And so it just hooks up. It's just the same sort of have okay. the person on your iPad. And, oh, right on. Okay. And you do the same thing, but, but all right. it, it's all about motivation and I have none. Well, we'll get you there. I felt, I, I feel like uber motivated right now. Um, but you know, that's also like all the endorphins and stuff running through my veins. Because it is a uh, good feeling. It's a good feeling to to get the the body moving again. But anyway, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of news to talk about today. So why don't we go ahead and jump right into things? Because holy shit, things are uh, going haywire over at Microsoft. Here we go. It's time for the news. All right, Tim, you're up. Mixer is shutting down, and Mixer partners are being moved to Facebook Gaming. The unexpected news was announced today, and the closure is happening in just one month. As of July 23rd, visitors to Mixer streams will be redirected to Facebook Gaming. Yeah, so this is kind of a surprise to me. Well, we were talking about it a little bit at the top of the show uh, before we went live, but like it's a, it's a surprise because this is so new. Like I feel like we were just talking about this being a thing on this show, and then they're like, nope, never mind. So I, I'm just, uh, I, I, it's, a, it's a weird shift to me. Um, Microsoft has, you know, like, I mean, a lot of companies go through this, right? Like, they sometimes have these little moments where they're like, let's jump into this thing. And then, like, let's, uh, let's try doing the, the, what was the, the little iPod wannabe, the Zune? Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. And then let's make Zoom phones. wasn't a bad product, though. I, yeah, but it wasn't going to get traction over something like an iPod. I don't know. Like they, they, they try jumping into some of these things to take on these big competitors, and and I don't feel like it's really all that thought through. Same thing with Mixer trying to compete with something like a uh, a, a, a Twitch. They didn't, they didn't advertise Mixer at all. You never heard about it. Yeah. After after Ninja jumped, you know, and Shroud jumped. There was a bit. There was a bit of. Yeah, but but it's still like it, it wasn't all that big of a thing as as I feel like it should have. Maybe they, if they did give it a little bit more love, you know, well, uh, who, who knows what would have happened. But this transition to Facebook makes for a really interesting issue for somebody like Twitch, um, which is where we're on right now. So, um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. Jay Dimes, what are your thoughts around this? So, I I think maybe more different than what happened to them with Zune and even, I mean, if you look at, I mean, they, they were late to the party for video games. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about like Xbox and the other consoles. Um, but I think the, the issue even more so for them with Mixer was just, it's hard to make a dent in a space where you have two giants and you're really asking people to leave an ecosystem that's, you know, providing a good service to come to something new. Um, and so I don't really blame them for cutting, cutting, cutting bait, you know, if, yeah. if you're not making any money and you're not getting the eyes and I think the eyes are going to be hard uh, versus YouTube and Twitch. Um I think the thing for Facebook gaming, I don't know, it might be interesting to see with like if podcasts move to Facebook. Like you bring up an interesting point. Yeah. I mean that, people that people be, live stream now. Like you could te- we could technically do this show we could live. Technically over live stream on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I don't I don't fault them for it at all. I I think I don't know. I just I wonder how many people they would have had to have on the platform to make it to viable. Make it yeah. You know what? What was the number that would have made it worthwhile to keep going? Well, if you look at they the... had two two huge streamers. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I had the uh, the numbers up here, and I don't know what happened to them. It'd be interesting to see how many of Ninja's uh, watchers actually followed him. Well, it'll be interesting to see if he actually goes to Facebook. That's the big thing. So, like, on on Twitter today, he kind of took to Twitter and was, you know, vocal about it. Obviously, this is the platform that he kind of put a lot of of weight into. And so here he is without a platform now, uh, the biggest streamer in the world, right? Like, I wonder I'm if... sure Twitch would bring him back to keep him from going to Facebook. Probably. And that's what he's weighing options on. So he talked about how he is taking the time right now to figure out what he wants to do. I don't blame him for it. And the great position that he is in as a businessman is that he has an, he has plenty of places that he could go. He could even uh, partner with Google and go to YouTube. Like, that's a big possibility. So, um, because YouTube gaming is actually, you know, like behind uh, Twitch as the number two spot in streaming games. Um, Then it's Facebook by a close third. So I think that what we'll see is perhaps some competition happening where people are going to want to figure out, you know, who's going to snag some of these big name folks. The easy transition for them coming from Microsoft to Facebook is probably appealing for some of the lesser known entities probably not like a ninja or shroud or some of those but yeah we'll see man i i I was i was a little taken aback to find that news today i was i found out about Uh, this a few hours ago before we started the show and i was like wow okay yeah i was like uh looking through i always do like a last minute perusal i'll gather stuff up through the week and you know it's like holy crap look at that that's a big one gotta go in the show yeah yeah, so write in and let us know who you think, uh, well, h- how does this impact you? Are you a Mixer fan? Are you 
sad to see this go or did you see it coming? I, like, I'm kind of with you guys. It, I'm not surprised that they're kind of running. I'm just a little surprised, though, that it happened this soon. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't give it more time. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, and also, the other thing, before we move on from this topic, the other thing that they talked about was that this service, well, Microsoft is doing a lot more in the realm of partnership with Facebook anyway. They were talking about how they're going to bring in, um, you know, the X Cloud service integration to streaming directly to Facebook and all this other stuff. Um, so I, I think that there's more behind the curtains that perhaps they haven't really talked more about in regards to this partnership with Facebook. So let's see what happens. Next thing we know, maybe Microsoft buys Facebook. <gasps> no, that won't happen. You know, here's here's a question I have. Are they going to integrate Facebook gaming into Xbox? So, like, is yeah. it going to be a one-click stream like Mixer is currently? That's what they kind of talk about. See, that's what I wonder. That's, if if yeah. you're in your Xbox um, Game Pass and you, like, like the controller on your on your um, PlayStation, right. you know, and you hit share, can you do that on your PC and hit share and it'll just start up and stream in Facebook on your linked account because in that way i think that could be good yeah i think that's what they were talking about is that it would have that ability to uh just one button stream one button sharing is great that's really nice from that perspective this makes more sense like if you want to get more streaming for your audience right Uh uh-huh put the content in a place where people are going to visit, right? Yeah. People aren't going to Mixer. They're going to Facebook for sure. Like people are going to Facebook. Well, you know, here's the other thing that's worth mentioning before we jump off this topic. They talked about, uh, I read a couple of articles where they were comparing um, Facebook, the the Gen Z audience, which is, you know, the up and coming tech users. uh, They, they compared Facebook to like a Hoobastank concert where like one generation really loves Hoobastank and then everybody else is like, who, what? Nobody really likes <laughs> Facebook in that younger generation. Um, and even some of the, uh, some of the, the older generations don't trust Facebook. It's kind of this millennial esque sort of uh, generation that somewhat embraces Facebook. And it's a, certainly a wider spectrum than that, but just to kind of, give some illustration of, of what they were talking about in that article that kind of puts it in an interesting predicament. So it, are they really going to expect the Gen Z audience who are really big into watching streamers like Ninja? Are they really going to latch on to something like Facebook gaming? Or are they going to hop on and be like, Facebook, I'll just go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they trying to push people, push users back into Facebook? I mean, it, it, that is a possibility, but I just don't know. I know some people that are just like, I don't want a Facebook account. And and some of them are younger. I mean, they're more into TikTok and uh, Instagram to some extent, but more like, like TikTok and Snapchat and some of those, those quick bite, you know, consuming sort of technology. So whatever. I, I don't know. I this is one of those where I'm very interested to see where it turns out. I'm, I'm very interested to see where a lot of the big names go, but 
Uh, maybe we'll see him back here on Twitch. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Diddy, we got another uh, news topic to talk about. Why don't you jump in and talk about EA? EA Play was this past week, and there were some uh, great moments in that um, as they previewed their upcoming games. But the hit of the show was a Star Wars-themed dogfighting game. Oh, my God. Game is called Star Wars Squadrons. And you can... There were about 10 different ships that you could fly. But the gameplay looked awesome. Just incredible. And when you can take an X-Wing and a TIE Fighter and have a have a dogfight in space, it's just... I, I mean, what else could you ask for? It was, it was a fantastic... Um, trailer the trailer was great the gameplay looked great uh, i can't wait to get my hands on this one this one looks looked fantastic yeah this um fits into all of my star wars fantasy yes. so much yeah oh. they, they had other games that looked looked good i mean you know they had um uh, a new new skateboard game they had a new uh uh oh what else was there there was um uh, FIFA and Madden and uh, the new Apex Legends Legends thing, but it, but the the Star Wars Squadrons was it. That was that oh, was yeah. really cool. Yeah, and we're gonna put a link to uh, all the different announcements that they made in the show notes, so you can find them there. But certainly, that Star Wars game is sort of yeah. the highlight of the show for me. This is awesome. Yeah, like so here's the thing to think about. So a lot of people were like, Oh, this is just a spiritual successor to rogue squadron. And in fact, it's not really, it's more of a spiritual successor to the X-Wing and TIE fighter games for PC from the nineties. If you remember those, keep in mind, this game is not third person at all. It's exclusively first person, which I want to get your all's feedback on to begin with uh, here in just a second. Um, but you do get a single player experience. You get a multiplayer experience. Um, it's also VR capable. So think about that. Uh, you can be sitting like in an, I, for me, I would love to be able to sit in an X-Wing, get one of those joysticks with like the, the throttle controls and all that sort of stuff, have it all integrated into whatever I'm going to play it on and just go to town. This is, I, I used to play the hell out of X-Wing and TIE Fighter, and even X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, if you remember that game. That was a lot of fun. So I think that this is uh, one to definitely watch out for. There are also different classes, so you can get, you know, like an X-Wing and a TIE Fighter, which are like kind of the uh, regular class. You get the Interceptor ships, the TIE Interceptor and the A-Wing. Um, you get some support ships, which I thought was a really interesting concept. So, so you get ships that can end up uh helping like heal other ships or disable enemy ships um and then of course bombers so they showed bombing runs they showed um uh yeah the support like uh, you're covering somebody that's actually doing the mission those were those were really cool super super cool now let's let's talk about kind of that elephant in the room first person only i'm cool with it uh what do you guys think about it I'm cool with it. What do you think well, about I, it, Jay Dimes? I'm not gonna play it. So it, no, why not? I don't. I don't do ships, planes. Oh, um, that's right. You're a wiener about Assassin's cars. Creed and all the the yeah. ship uh, piloting there. 
Yep. Yeah, I, Not I love for me. these kind of games. This is this is like right up my alley though. I, I love everything yeah. about it. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with the first person. I a um a third person view in one of these dog fighting style games. I actually find that a lot harder. Oh, do you? Yeah, I find it a lot harder to play that way. Interesting. Okay, I because I, I find a racing game. Well, so the one thing that it does really nicely with the first person is it is it really puts everybody on a level playing field. Everybody has the same perspective, unless you have VR, and then you could look over your shoulder real quick, or yeah. um, like. There's certainly some twitchiness to that. So uh, it'll be re really interesting to see how VR plays a role in this, but uh, I, I definitely want to play this in VR. I, I love that you're getting a campaign. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's really cool. But, and hopefully they'll have different styles of campaign, like one where you play the actual, um, you know, the, the main fighter, um, one where you're playing a support. Well, they. Uh, I'm hoping they have other. You other have styles um, of campaign. Yeah, like the way it looked to me is that you play different. Like you'll play the rebels, or, or I'm sorry, the New Republic, because this takes place in between episode six and seven. Everybody, the Empire's gone, but remnants of the Empire are still around. So you're gonna kind of pop back and forth in the campaign between the two sides is kind of the way that they were telling. And, and, and it's a story that will really kind of kind of tug at your heartstrings a bit on each side and kind of see that gray area in star Wars that isn't always explored. So yeah, we'll see. Very interested in that. Very interested in that. Any final thoughts? Um, yeah, no, not on that. There, there were a couple other games. They had some new games. Uh, one called Hazel Light. Uh, one called Lost and Rand. And uh, random. Um, I, nothing really grabbed me. Not me neither. Uh, um, I did see. We saw a bit of Dragon Age, which is one of my favorite franchises. So that looked, that looked good, but. Like I I, we all knew that was coming, but I, I kind of wanted be more, close, right? Because yeah, Origins, Origins, the last one. Oh no, no, no! That was Origins. Was the first? It was Inquisition. What was the last one? Inquisition. Inquisition. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's been at least four years, right? Oh, at least, yeah. Good game, um, but Lots yeah, I'm, fun. I kind of want to go back and play Andromeda. I've never beat that game. Um, Need some more Mass Effect in my life, and I need better Mass Effect. Wasn't a huge fan of Andromeda. Um, but I kind of want to go back and play it, just to kind of say that I completed it. But other games take priority, like The Last of Us Part Two, which we'll talk about a little bit later. All right, but first, before we get there, uh, Tim, we have another news topic. Originally set to release on September 17th, CD Projekt Red announced on Twitter today that the launch of Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed to November 19th, 2020. And I think this is the second pushback for this game. Uh, why did I think second it was official, three? Right? They've, they've officially given, this is the second official date they've given, but it was delayed originally. Oh, before, uh, the, before there was ever a release. Before they ever said, yeah. 
Yeah, there there was like we were gonna originally talk about a release date, but we're not, and and they kind of pushed it. I remember that. But anyway, it's kind of a bummer. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I, it's I mean, kind of a bummer, man. That's pushing it late in the year. The, here's the plus. For, this is the only plus I can see for the push. It'll put them right there in the holiday, right. in the holiday run. Um, and I think if if we get another another round of COVID nineteen, if it spikes again, this could be a very good holiday for video games. It could be. Say, oh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think about it, it's really right there with the um yeah, it's right there with the launch of PS5, Xbox Series X. Yeah. There's there's no reason why this couldn't be a launch title for those games like launching alongside. It was going to be a launch title anyway, but I think that we'll see this truly as a launch title with those games. And and there wouldn't this is now a world where I wouldn't end up buying it for PlayStation four and then playing it again on PlayStation five or something like that. Um, not that I, I mean, not that that really matters because this is one of those games where you buy it on a system and you can play it on any system. Um, but this really? is, yeah. Yeah. So this is, I, I'm cool with it because I, I wasn't really going to lean into it anyway until some of that newer stuff was going to be available. I think that this is one of those games where you're going to want the best of the best. Diddy, plus uh you know pc build sort of deals where you want to spend all your money on on the experience and make sure that it's beautiful and i can't wait to play it on the most badass sort of system i can and i'm, I'm totally cool with it they said that the um you know the the game itself is done obviously like the quest everything is done but they're just really leaning into uh you know balancing the game mechanics fixing bugs ironing out other things in its world, which is totally cool with me. I, I, we've said it before on this show. I mean, it's really, I, I'm good with it. If they ever want to delay games, whoever it is, make them as polished as possible because I don't want to see yeah. stupid bullshit yeah, happening. I, I think the uh, publishers and, and developers are starting to realize that you are much better off to delay the game right. and have it be good out of the out of the gate than you are to put out a half-assed product. Right. I'm good with it. Um, it sounds like everybody else is too. So, um, I have something exciting to talk about. So more than two decades ago, Nintendo 64 players were treated to a new kind of Pokemon experience. 1999's Pokemon snap gave players, uh, an on-rail shooter sort of uh, shooter of sorts. <laughs> excuse me. That tasked them with uh, photo photographing, photographing Game Freak's iconic uh, creatures in their natural habitats. Snap enthusiasts have been waiting 21 years for a, uh, a new game in the series. And today, the Pokemon company finally told those players that they don't have to wait much longer. New Pokemon Snap is in development for Nintendo Switch. This made me so happy because I used to play the hell out of that game. Did you guys play I that game at all? Oh, we played the hell out of that. Was, oh my god, it's it's so good. It's such a, like yeah, such was, a chill game, you know. So um, this was probably one of the uh, one of the first games that I played together with the boys. Oh, really? Cool. 
Yeah, they would have been uh, five and or uh, six and eight at the time. Oh, that's cool. Just uh... so yeah, it was. Um, this was probably one of the very first games that we that we played together. Yeah, and it's got the you know it's the same old Pokemon Snap feel. It looks like point and shoot, and you want to catch them in good poses, and you got to get some high scores. Real quick gameplay, super fun. I could imagine yeah. that there are going to be some situations where you can use, uh, you know, the motion control of the Switch and touch features of the Switch that should make this really fun. That's kind of my anticipation. Um, and uh, it, it looks beautiful. Exactly what I want out of a brand new Pokemon Snap title. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. It looks looks. It, it's all all the Pokemon's, all the Pokemon stuff that you love. Yeah, can't can't complain about anything. Um, there were also some Tim, some other Tim things. Does not look thrilled. Tim does. Tim doesn't care about Pokemon. <laughs> look at him. Um, there were some other uh, announcements around uh, Pokemon. Some kind of a a bejeweled looking game and puzzle game that you can get for the Nintendo Switch that's coming out here shortly. Um, I didn't really pay too much attention to that when I saw Pokemon Snap. I was like, divert all attention to this because this is the best thing ever. So very cool. much excited about that. Anyway, uh, we do have some full stream uh, ahead news. So let's jump right into that. Diddy, it's your turn. Sega revealed that it is looking into a cloud gaming service that utilizes an infrastructure it has termed Fog Gaming. The concept involves using idle arcade gaming cabinets to serve streaming games to at-home players. So I read about this. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? But uh, after reading the technical details, this looks pretty damn cool. So it's a way for people to monetize... Uh, the arcade cabinets, as they sit idle, they will hook them up and have them run the game on the cabinet and then feed the inputs back and forth, the video and the inputs back and forth. I, this is just cool. This is a great concept um, by Sega. Here, you know, somebody thinking outside the box a little bit. But uh, how cool would it be to, you know, play some of these games, you know, like... Uh, I don't even know what's at an arcade anymore. Um, Get like uh, Streets of Rage, I think, is a Sega. Any any cabinet though will will be able to do it. They'll be able to do it from any cabinet. So like, yeah. you know, all the the um, you know, back in the day, you could play Galaga from off of a cabinet at home using the cloud service. Uh, it's just really cool. But yeah. this is a great concept. And somebody, somebody taking today's landscape and thinking outside the box with it, and said, "Hey, let, let's. Uh, this sounds good. Let's try this." Yeah, and there's a there's a great article from TechSpot that we're going to put in the show notes. So check that out. Um, just reading a little snippet from it. Arcade gaming is still pretty big in Japan. A report by the Japanese Amusement Machine and Manufacturers Association 
stated there were 15,612 arcades in operation in Japan as of 2016. That's way more than I ever would have thought. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a and lot people more. still, I mean, like, that's kind of a cultural thing. I think that a lot of them really enjoy going to arcades. I can't say the same of Americans, but, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Write in if, if that's the case. There's a place near my sister called Yestercades. Um, it's in downtown Red Bank. It's actually uh, across the street from uh, Kevin Smith's comic shop. Oh, cool. And they have, it, it's like a classic arcade. Like they've got all the old um, cabinet games. And then they have a bunch of like big screen set up so you can play console games uh, in there too if you want. But the cabinets are like super fun. Um, Love it. And like, the guy owns... I want to say he owns three of them in the Jersey area. Wow. Um, and he's got like a huge, cole- a, a huge selection of pinball machines too. That's cool, man. And they're I mean, always. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I like, I like it personally as a, as a gamer, I enjoy that sort of feel of walking into an arcade or play. Like it, there is a, a feel, a, a sight, a smell to all of it. it there's, it's nostalgic to me from being a kid. Um, but what's really cool is that they talk about in this in this uh, article, talk about the uh, Sega's all.net infrastructure. All.net allows players to compete, share, and access their high scores from any machine on the network. And even many third-party arcades connect to all.net for a fee. And this is kind of what we were talking about. I mean, like, you could be, um, I don't know, Capcom. I'm trying to think of. Namco, yeah, Namco, Bandai, like whoever it is, and access this and and be on the network and and allow your games to be, you know, leveraged on this platform. I think that's really cool. So, yeah, it's like whenever they're not in use in the arcade itself physically, it's like the processors aren't being used there physically, like leverage the processors during off hours. I think that's a really neat idea. So pretty cool the internet man making everything possible i think it's really rad um any final thoughts on this guys no there's something to be said for standing in front of the arcade though i i sort of miss the arcade experience around you know nowadays we we have all this processing power at our fingertips you know with consoles and and uh pcs but there, there's something to be said for going to the arcade and standing in front of the machine and you know and slamming a joystick and <laughs> banging on, banging on the buttons to, you know to. You remember you had to put your quarter up like for yeah, like combat yeah, and you had to. Who got next? Or you got to save. That's right. Got to put quarter up there. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So we were talking about this. I was talking about this with somebody else the other day about. Um, uh, it's the it was the anniversary this week of um, Dragon Lair coming out, and it was the very first arcade game that was fifty cents. Oh man, Dragon's Lair! Remember that? Yeah. Do y'all remember the huge cabinet for uh, X Men? I think it was like Children of the Atom, but it was like a massive cabinet that they had, and you could have like five, four or five players playing at the same time. Yeah, is that, yeah, that's. Yeah, mm. and that that was a that was a really good game. Yeah, it was like fifty cents. I remember we went to um, 
um, it was Foxwood Casinos up in uh, Connecticut. And, you know, I was young. I couldn't go on, out on the casino floor. Mm-hmm. But they had a massive arcade in there. Really? I remember I got like $15 worth of quarters. <laughs> and um, managed to get all the way and beat the game. Love it. By myself. I was just really? like, hey, Shit. it's got 10 quarters in it. What a G. I love that. You, you, yeah. you, so how long did it take to actually beat that game, you think? I don't know. I think I was on that game for hours. Shit. Do you remember like, um, maybe Disney? Maybe two, three hours. Do you remember Disney Quest? The name sounds familiar. It was like their yeah. giant arcade where you would. it was in downtown Disney. And you paid this fee to go in. And it, it was like all you could game as many games as you wanted. You gave you a card, you'd swipe it and boom, you're able to play. And, you know, like they had virtual reality experiences. They had like, it was really, really cool. It was also like you would walk in there and leave and you had strep throat. Other than that, it was great. Um, They had all these games where like people, the thing, this is the, this is a social aspect of arcade games that I really miss. Um, Everybody kind of crowding around watching that one person crush that game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was this racing game that I remember playing. It was like this game where everybody would hop in Lamborghinis and Ferraris and it, a lot of drifting and stuff. And I got really good at that game. And everybody was like crowding around and and like watching me crush all these other people playing the game. Uh, like that was that was really fun. That was like exciting. And um, and then watching the people play like Dance Dance Revolution, who would like lean back on the thing, and then and then their 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 feet would go like like they would just you know like real real fast like watching that shit like that was that was fun. Yeah, so was there's weird. something social about it, not just obviously playing video games, but also just the social power of video games, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, mine was Galaga. I would sit down to play Galaga and and wait, is it Galaga after- or Galaga? I always call it Galaga. Always. What do you call it, J Dimes? I've never heard of the game. Really? It's it's like one of the best retro games. Yeah, I, oh, I'd sit so down good. to play it, and by after a while, there'd be about four guys, four or five people standing around watching. My mom, uh, that's my mom's favorite game in the world, by the way, and she calls it Galaga. So that's what I'm going to stick by because it's my mother. But write <laughs> in and let us know <laughs> who's I have right. A, I have a mother who has a favorite video game. That's awesome. Yeah. It's between that and Wolfenstein. Um, she loved Wolfenstein, the very That's first some Wolfenstein. Hardcore there. Yep. Yep. She loved that. Um, so write in. Let What's us know if about um, my age, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why. Oh my God! What what broke? That wasn't good. What was that? That sounds like the rack in the shower fell. Oh, good. Nah. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, with that, um, like, <laughs> wait, where's now? Now I've had guests come from down from upstairs. Like, what in the world is that? <laughs> Fairly certain that's what it was. Excuse me for one second. All right, we're going to talk about The Last of Us too while you go take care of that. <laughs> Here's a review. Were. So let's talk about uh, the Last of Us Two because this is a really Enjoy special live, uh, yeah. live uh, streaming, live streaming, right? 
live streaming every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash OxLBC doing this show. Um, let's talk about The Last of Us Part 2. This is a game that I've been anticipating for a very long time. One of my favorite game franchises of all time. I can now call it a game franchise because there are more than one game of it. Um, the first one was an experience of one of those. And this is something that we talk about on this show a lot. It's, you know, you deal with um, really great storytelling. Uh, you have great game mechanics, challenging game mechanics, and things that catch you by surprise on how the game is played. And we're going to talk about some of that today. So one of the things that I was um, first taken back by, and, and you could see this on the on the screen if you're watching live on uh, on Twitch, the game is beautiful. It's fucking wild. Um, it, it's wild to see what they're doing with how, how they're still able to push the limits of the PlayStation 4. Um, the game is gruesome in some cases. As you can see, she stabbed this girl in the throat. Um, that I, I got into that piece, and that's that's a bit gruesome. I mean, like, and there are, there's even more to it than that. But uh, the physics of it all is really impressive, right? So... When, you know, everything from the physical contact that you're making with people when you're fighting them to the way you could shoot people in the legs and they will drop to the ground and kind of crawl because you blew out their kneecap to when you slice their throat open. This is getting graphic, I know. But like when you slice their throat open and the way the blood kind of spews out, everything is so just it's immersive. It's real. And that's and that kind of realism is something that. The Last of Us Two brings not only from a, a a you know graphics perspective, but also from a story perspective. So uh, you're you're kind of revisiting the story. You're revisiting Ellie, um, who is the girl from the first one, and her story. I, I won't go into too much of the of the story because it would kind of be going into some spoiler territory. Um, obviously, you know Joel's there, Tommy's there. Um, you're at its core, though. This story is a story about a virus and an LGBTQ plus love story. Pretty, pretty good for pretty good timing. If you ask me, Yo, people are mad about that <laughs> yeah. love story, man, there are, there are people out there who are hot. Yeah. And, uh, I don't quite get that, but we'll, uh, I guess we can talk about, we could talk about that if you want, but I, I don't, I don't understand what the issue oh, is. You don't have to get that any play. I was just pointing that out. Yeah. Well, and also there's a, there's a, there's a trans character in it. Um, People are all upset about that too. Didn't know that. But. Yep. There, but there's just I don't know, man. Like it's 2020. Don't be an asshole. Like these are people. Like, this is life. These are people, and that's something that they do a really good job of. Yeah. They make you feel I, like these are real people with real consequences, and they don't. They're not afraid to go there. This is the other thing with the story that's worth mentioning. They're not afraid to take take the risks with so, some some things that could really kind of upset some people, but I think is the right move for the story. Um, that's all I really want to say about that, because depending on where you're at in the story, you might understand kind of where I'm going with that. But I think that they take a lot of risks, but that is why Naughty Dog is some of the be- has some of the best storytelling in the business right now. Um, that, that, this has to be just game of the year material right here. 
by it is i'm i'm only yeah. about an hour and a half in so i haven't really gotten to a whole lot of of the other things um i never played the first one you never did play the first so, one nope i never oh, played Don, the first one so i'm coming into this fresh um i i'm enjoying the direction of the game i so far the story is really good yeah um I'm glad to see some inclusion of character types that aren't normally included. Um, uh, and, and so far, so good. I, I actually haven't found it overly. It isn't any worse than God of War or anything like that. So, um, you know, I, so far, so good. Yeah, I was actually really curious what you would think about this game because there's such a heavy stealth influence on how you play the game there is a bunch of there is a little uh, some stealth but it actually um the physics of it are pretty good if you hide and if you crouch and and sneak up behind the person the stealth part isn't that bad um and you don't have to you can stand up and shoot them in the head and it's fine <laughs> right you know <laughs> you don't have to do it that way right yeah, you can get you can get pretty. You, you could get pretty physical with people it, and and like bum rush stuff. Also, I'm playing this on the the extremely light mode or like what the very light mode. Is. Oh yes, oh my. It, yeah. It's, Yo, it's the light pretty, mode on the first one is not light. Is there a is there a very light mode on the first one? Because or hold on, are you talking about like light like in lighting or in not lighting, lighting like like difficulty. No. Difficulty. Oh, like easy, I think, and that's what I'm on, and okay. it's still not. I wouldn't say it's easy. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely tough. It, there are there are a lot of aspects of the game that are unforgiving, but I think that it really kind of coincides with the unforgiving nature of what you're experiencing from a story perspective too, which I think is kind of it cool. is exceptionally violent. It is does deal with some very mature subject matter, so I, this is definitely not for people under a certain age. Right. Uh, there's well, sex playing right now. Well, there's there's a sex scene. There's Will's some nudity. Probably okay. And, you know, if he if you're okay with him seeing some of that and some of the gruesomeness that that comes along with uh, beheading and blowing out, you know, people's Don, legs. Hear the and, language in our in our Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, uh, well, that's true. <laughs> hey, you're the one that let him play. Hey, I'm just saying. Well, uh, see, that's what you talk about this from time to time, but that's where the parenting comes in. Yep. Comes into effect, right? Got to talk you, about it. You, you talk about it and you have an open discussion and. Yep. But by far. Um, Thinking of Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, my, my game of the year. This this is my game of the year, and I don't I don't know uh, what is going to beat it at this point. That's coming out. Maybe Ghost of Tsushima. Who knows what comes out for some of these you know new consoles, whatever we end up getting as we get closer. Um, can, can an expansion be game of the year? Look, and, and and if you're watching right now, IGN gave it a ten masterpiece. Um, yeah, which, they don't get tens very often. It's wild. I mean, the 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 acting, by the way, is acting's really good. Insane, what they're able to do with mocap right now. It's wild. Although the horses are a little janky, the uh, horse riding in 
Red Dead. It's better. Yeah. It's is better than the horse riding in this one. And but to be fair, you're not you're only riding a horse for a very small period of time in it. So I can get why it's like in a game like Red Dead where you're riding a horse about 99% of the time, let's make sure that it's like really good. Let's make sure that's a great experience, right? But yeah, I mean I honestly have nothing bad to say about The Last of Us Part 2. And if you're not playing that game, ignore whatever the haters are saying online, uh, whatever the review bombers are doing to just add bullshit to this, you know, social justice warrior narrative. It's all bullshit. This is a beautiful story with some beautiful um, work that has been done from a from a graphics perspective, from a story perspective. There is a lot of emotion that went into this thing. Um, you can just, you can feel it. It just, it's amazing. It's just good. So highly, highly recommended for folks. And if you haven't played the first one, you should. J-Dimes is playing it. J-Dimes, what do you think? Um, It's pretty good but so far. It's on uh, sale on PlayStation Store, right? Yep. Yeah, I bought it for like 10 bucks digitally yeah. a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago. Um. I enjoy it. I dislike the clickers. I dislike the clickers when I play through it the first time. They're creepy, dude. There's a lot of there's a lot of creepiness in the second yeah. one too. The the mechanic for shooting drives me insane. And I for the life of me don't understand why like they can't do a better job with with shooting. Like it's the easiest mechanic in the world. Yeah, so the the way that the way that I've always interpreted it for this game is that shooting is a uh is not a right in this game in fact they want to make it a pain because they don't want you to be sitting back and sniping people off this is kind of one of those games where bullets are sparse uh you're you're fucking crafting things out of tapes and uh, tape and bottles and scissors yeah, and shit i, I get it's what gritty. you're saying but i feel like you accomplish that through the scarcity of ammo yeah. Right. Like, it's like, did you all ever play L.A. Noir? Yep. Yeah. L.A. Noir had the same dumb shooting mechanic, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. When but it, it's like that in a lot of the Rockstar games, too. Game. Yeah. The Rockstar yeah. games are all like that. I, I just I don't think a lot of them are to have crappy aim mechanic. I mean, are you using the 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 shot like the locking, like target lock and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it that makes it so much easier. Cause I mean, I, I agree. It's not it's not a great mechanic, but I also see it as more of an excuse to be really um like really careful. Like I, I do way more stealth kills. Like that's kind of my fun in it, is finding ways to distract. Uh there's opportunities to pit the humans and, and the clickers and stuff against each other by tossing a bottle in a group of of humans and they're like oh shit and like, here comes some clickers and stuff and they're starting to to attack them it's really funny um stuff like that is 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 great i like the puzzle sort of nature of the the combat system so yeah i yeah i mean from a mechanic standpoint that's really the only thing um that irks my nerves this sometimes the menu, the selection menu, like if you want to switch guns or switch weapons, that's a little hard. Fly is yep. not, yeah. it's not the easiest thing in the world. Yep. I feel like they, that was unnecessarily difficult. Yeah, but other than that, like I like the story. I like Joel. I like Ellie. 
Yeah. Um, the yeah. story is really good. I yeah, I found the controls a little unintuitive. Like every other game is aim left, shoot right. You know, and left trigger is something else, and it's like left uh, trigger is is like sprint. Left L one yeah. is sprint. Well, in the first game, it's a left bumper for sprint. Yeah, L one. Yeah, yeah. That that's what we mean. L one for sprint. And then you so, still use left trigger to aim. Yep. But that's yeah. it's weird coming off Red Dead, where yes, I was playing a lot of Red right. Dead, and you're sprinting with X, which is a weird thing in itself. Yes. The Rockstar well, games have terrible. You talk about terrible controls. Terrible controls in Rockstar games. I uh, yeah, get it though. Ellie Noir drove mm-hmm. me insane. Yeah, I get it. Well, you know, like th- that's it's part of the the shtick. So, um, no pun intended. Uh, before we we end things, J Dime. So what happened? What, what was all that commotion? Oh, exactly what I thought it was. We all have right. this uh, this rack in the in the shower that like expands out so that it does almost like what a shower curtain does. It expands out up and down. Yep, and I had one of those. Yeah. For whatever reason, um, it slipped. I mean, it hasn't slipped in a year. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Like Will took a shower or something and pulled on it wrong or. What? But yeah, it decided well, to come crashing down. All right, nobody dead. Then we're good. Nah, nah. Just I've got a little mess to clean up. All right, you know, such as the way. Well, then let's let him uh, go clean that up and let's call it. This has been a great show, everybody. Let's clap it out. So big thanks to um, everybody who watches live over at twitch.tv slash alexalbisu every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, if you'd like to support this show. Uh, you can leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Go do that. That helps everybody know where to find the show. You can uh, make sure that you reach out to uh, any of us if you'd like to uh, communicate with us by heading over to joystickandmouse.com. Uh, there are links there to subscribe to your favorite podcatcher, ways to follow everything that we are doing individually. Um, yeah, that's it. So make sure you're subscribed. Don't miss a single episode. So uh, with that, Diddy. See you later, folks. J-Dimes. Peace. All right. And from me, hope everybody has a wonderful evening. Take care. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>